All right, everyone. Welcome to the Worldview. My name is Arian Chaffa. My name is Machlovatkin. And today we're discussing yet another to- hot topic from the book Twenty One Lessons for the Twenty First Century, which is written by Yuval Noah Harari. What are we discussing today, Machlov? Work and education. Yeah. So, like all both both of these chapters are uh, elaborated on uh, extensively in the book, and um, both of these topics. And so we, and they're quite related to each other, right? So Definitely. we thought we could do it together and uh, let's see how it goes. We do expect it to be a little longer uh, than the usual episodes, but I, I wouldn't really mind about it. What do, what do you think? Do you yeah. think it's a, it's a big deal? No, we can always also have a short break in between. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Possible. All right. So with that said, uh, let us begin. Yes, Aryan Shafa, we will discuss work and education, as we already mentioned. What were your thoughts before reading this chapter? We're talking about work right now, right? Yes, before. First work and then education. Yes. All right. Uh, before having read the, the chapter about work, um, I mean, I knew the things the, the author uh, discussed in the chapter, so I knew uh, that AI is a big deal. I knew mm-hmm. uh, that... Um, automation and the digitalization of uh, most of the modern day uh, um, services and uh, jobs is, is quite a big deal and it's uh, disruptive mm-hmm. and it's also raising productivity increasing productivity mm-hmm. the, way, the same way steam engine uh, increased uh, productivity in the in the earlier ages yeah so um, I know it's a big deal but I didn't know know the extent of which it is like what what big of a deal it is and uh, also um, so like to be honest the work chapter wasn't really an eye opener for me because i know because i knew most of the, the stuff he, uh, he 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 mentioned it was one of the chapters uh, that uh, i enjoyed reading yeah. as always mm-hmm. but um, yeah I, I agreed with him and i i almost knew like most of the most of the stuff uh, he talked about which which was the first? Which was the first for me? Because all the other chapters were, you know, really new and really, uh, really exciting. Yeah. Okay. So you had already uh, some knowledge about work, and I think that's also because of uh, you reading, uh, you reading the newspaper. Uh, but what are your um, ideas about work at the moment? Um. So in terms of the how, how the book uh, mentions it, yeah. I uh, I would say that. Uh, we are in a uh, how the Microsoft's chairman, uh, what was his name again? Brad Smith, I believe, uh, mentions that uh, we are in a uh, yet another um, tipping point in our history, a transition point in which um, everything right now is like quite disrupting and disruptive, and we are uh, a little more chaotic than uh, before, relatively speaking. And so um, the automation is uh, disrupting lots of jobs, and we need to uh, find a way to uh, salvage the situation. Okay, okay. And does the author also mention a way how we can solve uh, the situation? Um, I think he does. I, I, I like the the, the the way I read the book yeah. or, or or the chapter per se was just the problems because. The first half of the book is mm-hmm. just about the problems and the issues we're facing okay. in the world. And 
the the work chapter is also in the first uh, first first half okay. and then the second half would be how we can you know s- salvage some of these mm-hmm. problems mm-hmm. how we can tackle them yeah. so perhaps he did but the, in the way i remember it yeah. it was just mentioning the problems and it's not only infotech which ai is is a part yeah um it's also biotech or um, and like the engineering gene engineering and the, the stem and like all of all, all of that stuff so, which are also concerning and disruptive okay so the general problems um, that we are facing right now is um, so as you mentioned infotech and biotech exactly um, could you, the engineer the engineering part um, but how can we or what should be done uh, better regulation okay. as always so yeah. the answer to um, what if AI was used what if a good AI, right? What what if a the capable AI, mm-hmm. more capable than any human uh, would be, uh, would be used in bad ways, right? The answer to that would be to regulate all of them and to the approach to take the approach that OpenAI is taking. OpenAI is the best uh, nonprofit uh, company, which was started, uh, co-founded by Elon Musk. I don't believe he he works there or he uh, oversees there anymore, but. Uh, OpenAI's uh, vision is to democratize AI, democratize AI to everyone. Yeah. And the premise there is, if everyone has this great AI, this capable AI, then it's not in the hands of the few, the few bad people, let's say. And so, because the majority of people are good, or at least that's the premise, right? Yeah. Which I which I believe and agree with. And so, if everyone has that, if it's democratized. It can't be used against, you know, the humanity because everyone has it. Mm, okay. Yeah. I. The, 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 that's a good perspective. Um, but would you not argue that uh, if uh, how can how can the government better regulate it? Um, Does the so author also touch upon that? I do not believe so. Um, again, like the yeah. most part of the chapter the mm-hmm. in my perspective was about the issues mm-hmm. and um, not how we can fa- face it but my my personal, my opinion, personal yeah. opinion would be to uh, so the government right now most of the government is run by uh, uh, overaged people right they're they're mostly over uh, f- 40 if we are optimistic but if you're realistic over 50 55 uh, in the next 10 years, they will be like half of them will be replaced because, you know, they will go, uh, they will go like out of life. Um, so that's that that's the reality here. And you can't expect those people um, to have a very good grasp of uh, today's technology, modern technology. Mm. There was this statistic that one in 10 uh, government uh, um, employee or government, like heads of, you know, yeah. like senators and stuff, uh, had some background in technology and the rest something in politics or uh, that, that kind of stuff, sociology. So, like, it's it's very hard to regulate a sector if you know nothing about it. I would recommend you go and uh, uh, Google or uh, search it in YouTube. Uh, uh, the hearing... Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg had yeah. uh, had in front of the Congress. Mm-hmm. It was last year or two years ago, and uh, the questions he were asked, he were asked, 
he was asking. It's it, it just it's crazy the the sheer amount of ignorance those uh, uh, people on top and those were congressmen. The United States has a population of uh, above three hundred million people, and of those three hundred million people, fifty fifty are uh, representing them in, in 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 the U.S. Congress. And those 50 people were so ignorant, you would laugh at the questions they asked. Okay. And then you also have, have the, the Google hearing with uh, Sundar Pachai, CEO of Google, uh, again in front of the Congress. And again, like, just, just crazy, just hilarious, the questions that uh, he was asked and uh, yeah, the way this is working. So first, I would say uh, just genuine, uh, simple uh, education and... Uh, information would be necessary in order to just grasp the the matter what is technology yeah. and how can we you know regulate it but but is it is it also that um the, the the people that are senator right now or that that there are not younger people or that the people that have the experience and that have the knowledge don't want to have that position or don't running to to have that position. And maybe that's also something that we need to look at from yeah. uh, why someone with an engineering degree doesn't want to be a senator and then we can solve the problem. Um, I agree. It's also a pipeline issue. Yeah. Uh, a pipeline issue is what uh, most of the tech executives uh, talk about when they when they are being uh, criticized about uh, um the number of uh, female employees their firm has because mm -hmm. most of them are men dominated uh, yeah. the sectors and they say oh it's a pipeline issue we don't have enough uh, tech gra uh, female uh, graduates from uh, uh, tech sector in, in, from universities so we can't employ that much yeah. so this is the same thing we don't have enough uh, uh, to pol politicians or people with a, a, pol a political interest who have been um, who are who have been graduated from um, uh, a technology you know university so and that's why we don't have that that many senators who are uh, you know quite uh, acquainted with uh, technology yeah so so what you mentioned that then the problem won't be solved at least not for the 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 the, the, the decades that are coming right now Um but only yeah, I mean it depends I'm, I'm, I'm kind of optimistic I wouldn't say it won't be solved but this is the reality now we can go about uh, the brainstorming how we can tackle it right yeah. but this this is a reality yeah in my so, opinion so it will be quite a challenge to solve it um, so you already mentioned infotech biotech what about AI then um, AI is uh, categorized under uh, infotech, right? Okay. Because information technology or mm -hmm. IT. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, AI is also part of it. Automation, industrialization, digitalization. Yeah. These are all uh, infotech related. And uh, what will be an advantage or a disadvantage from AI then um, to solve the problem? You already mentioned some, right? That the regulation mm -hmm. it, it should be more regulated. Uh, that's then a disadvantage or will be the advantage of AI? So I feel Is like there an advantage? Absolutely. There are, there are lots of advantages and disadvantages of um, 
of AI. And um, I feel like when we talk about these sort of things um, in, uh, in modern societies, we tend to, I wouldn't say ignore the fact, but uh, just um, walk around it and not really mention the fact that AI or nuclear energy or, you know, these kind of stuff uh, are tools, are empowering tools. And these tools could be used for good intentions or for bad intentions. Yeah. So they're empowering. So it's, I don't know, if, if I were to give you an analogy, I would use the analogy of a knife, right? With a knife, you can make world's best uh, cuisines and dishes if uh, you were to give them uh, give it to a uh, capable chef you could also kill people so it, it yeah. depends on your intentions and so one of the um, one of the very interesting I, I, I'm pretty sure everyone knows it by now um, the uses of AI would be um, aut- autonomous cars yeah uh, driving uh, I know the statistics from U- the US is uh, the most, I, I believe, the first uh, cause of death in the USA. So just uh, accidents from driving, either the first one or the second one. And uh, it's more than shark deaths. It's more than, uh, it's more than anything else, right? And so if we could make any uh, percentage of uh, increase in the safety of uh, those uh, in, in, on roads, then you know it would it would it would help um it would increase the life uh, expectancy drastically so that would be one advantage yeah and i could also give you another example no we aren't really acquainted with which is making music and uh, doing creative stuff okay yeah let but first let's uh, stick with the uh, example of the driving mm-hmm. uh, because that's a very interesting one uh, because there are a lot of discussions about um, how AI can solve it, but it, the, then also comes the ethical part, right? From uh, you hear a lot of scientists saying or engineers saying that um, when the car is driving by itself um, and there are two guys playing or two children playing uh, and the ball is coming on the street, what should the car do? Um, and obviously everybody says, yeah, uh, the car should avoid hitting the children, uh, but then the driver will be dead, for example. Exactly. So, so then there will be the ethical point of view, um, what is also a challenge. And, uh, but that's also a challenge when you're driving the car, right? Yeah, but then it's not, then you can take the risk and you should, you should, or you go to jail, or you're, or you're dead. So automatically, when you are the driver of that car, mm-hmm. you try to minimize the risk you will incur that will be incurred to you, mm-hmm. and maximize it or balance it with the risk that will incur to others. Mm-hmm. So in the same way, I mean, I'm not a like highly eth- ethical person, so maybe we should go to uh, ethical uh, scientists. No, but for I, that. I, I but, would like to hear you. Yeah, I, I would say the same way. The same way you could mimic uh, the human behavior as a driver, you can mimic it uh, in algorithms for the driverless car. So, like the driver's uh, safety or the person sitting in the car's uh, safety, 
that person's safety should come first and then others. But that's 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 easier said than done because like when we, when we're talking about we're when we're facing people dying, yeah, I, I don't I don't feel confident saying that. Uh, um, as long as the person sitting in the car is safe, I'm I'm okay with people dying. That's that's not yeah that's that's just not acceptable. So yeah. it is it is an ethical dilemma. I would agree, but yeah, why isn't it an ethical dilemma when you are uh, driving the car? It should be equally uh, equally. Uh, ethical and equally and a dilemma in that yeah, sense right yeah i i think that the dilemma is more that all the cars will be programmed that's the same way so if it is uh programmed at one specific way then you will see notice the difference at a certain point uh, to be honest i don't know how many accidents there are with children and the ball coming on the street but uh, that's really something that uh, you need to take in mind and uh, I think that's also one of the reasons that, uh, or maybe one of the disadvantages of AI, right? Uh, Do you have anything else in mind as uh, when it comes to dis- disadvantages of uh, autonomous cars? Um, no, no, not at the moment. So, so like to... getting all the, the current drivers out of business? So like what would uh, mm. current drivers do? Because in, in the US, again, another statistic... Yeah. Uh, I believe the second most mm-hmm. popular or most yeah. uh, most uh, um, checked-in jobs or opt-in uh, job in the in the U.S. is uh, driving and yeah. truck driving per se in the uh, more rural areas, central yeah. uh, uh, central U.S. Uh, states. Yeah, I I would argue and I would say that they ca- they could be trained to um, to yeah, let's say. Um, main do the maintenance of all the cars or um so i don't know i, I would just train them differently yeah. and i think we will discuss that as well in the, the education, education. I, so, I was gonna say that's that that's exactly what yeah. we we're gonna discuss in education so yeah. i won't go in depth, in depth in it. No. however yeah um there's a very uh, promising uh, u.s uh, presidential uh, present presidential candidate uh whose name is uh, andrew yang and uh, I don't want to sound over optimistic. I do not think he will become a, a U.S. U.S. next uh, president. Why not? If I may ask. Um, yeah, too radical for uh, okay. for the average person. Too extreme. So uh, in the same way, I don't want uh, Bernie Sanders uh, become the U.S. <laughs> next president. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's a different story. So Andrew Yang has one of one of his big ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, broadly publicized ideas uh, is and ideas don't die right so this is the premise of uh, what i want to talk about uh why i want to talk about him because he might not be successful in uh, his race to president but he, he will in the presidency but he will be successful uh, in uh, publicizing these ideas yeah and these are good ideas so one of these ideas is about um taxing essentially uh, parts of our economy that are increasing productivity. So we just talked about AI for increasing productivity, right? Yeah. And that's not the only part of the economy that's increasing productivity. We have automation, we have industrialization, digitalization, and uh, all sorts of stuff. And um, when you, for instance, when 
uh, a guy, a truck driver, goes out of job because an AI, an autonomous car, is replacing it, yeah. replacing him or her. Mm-hmm. Uh, why, why shouldn't he or her get some benefits from that AI doing his or her job? So essentially, w- what the idea comes down to is to tax the um, successful technology that is enabling us to achieve uh, more and more productivity at a, a cheaper cost. Mm. And uh, the simpler uh, the simpler idea is to tax Amazon because Amazon is not paying taxes. But um, the deeper, you know, the, the deeper deeper idea behind it is to essentially tax robots and tax AI in the future. And it's easier said than done, but... Yeah, then we already come to the regulation part. Uh, what, how can you regulate? And he's young. He's a millennial, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah so, so to be honest, I had never heard of Andrew Young before the election. Andrew Yang. Yeah. Andrew Yang. Um, I heard he's a successful uh, businessman. I haven't heard uh, of his uh, businesses at all. Okay. I only heard it after he became the <laughs> became a presidential candidate. But I think it, it, it is good that also people from the business world are trying to get elected. Yeah, we were also after seeing Trump. it. Yeah, okay. This may, that, that will be a... Um, to be honest, yeah, if we're looking at the results yeah. of Trump... Um, everybody, no, but now... Positive results? Is that what you want to say? We expected it badly, right? Yeah. To be honest, everybody would, uh, were saying that, okay, the results economically will collapse. Yeah. But it's still, U.S. is still going okay, yeah. and they go, they're going well. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, economy at, at a greater scale is uh, is not a one-night one thing. You can't just, like push a button and economy will do well or will do badly. So it's built on the policies that have been implemented by the previous uh, previous uh, governments, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it would take time. It yeah, take time. but I think still, uh, because of uh, there are a lot of um, economists um, that are uh, have made the prediction that, okay, within one or two years that Trump is president, the economy or it will be so bad for America and so far uh, it's going well so you're just uh, your your argument is because it's not going terrible it's uh, it's great um, to a certain extent yes because obviously it can be get worse but it can also go better right yeah. so but back to the point you you were making er- earlier mm-hmm. about uh, uh, because of Trump, we see this positive change of uh, people from the business the world yeah. coming to, uh, to coming to politics. Yeah. I absolutely agree. And uh, I was talking to this friend of mine, and uh, she had a she had an interesting. Um, she she m- reminded me of an interesting um, term used in uh, sociology, uh, which is uh, which is uh, creative destruction. So in order to uh, um, renovate. Mm-hmm. Um, or make something creative out of a uh, uh, antiquated system. You need to destruct it first, and like absolutely like <laughs> destroy everything, and then you know uh, a, a new you know a renovation or a new creative uh, system will uh, will eventually uh, rise. 
Yeah, that's also how they do it in the army, right? Yeah. In the military, if you want to um, change someone, you first need to just let them feel that they're nothing, and then you start building up from scratch your own uh, behaviors and how you want to, um, yeah, form them. Interesting, because you had experience in army, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's uh, one of the things, but we're diverting a bit. Yeah. Um, interesting, and and I just want to mention something about Andrew Yang, if that's fine. Yeah, please. Um, if you want, it to. is it is about this chapter. And then, if you find it okay, we can we can you know sort of wrap it up or start wrapping up uh, this chapter because I honestly don't have <laughs> much to tell. I know we could talk about extensively, but the chapter, yeah, in my opinion, yeah, yeah uh, that was it. But um, so there is this interesting idea of uh, universal basic income, which and Andrew Yang advocates for. And uh, which also the book uh, mentions mentions it. And um, when Andrew Yang mentions it, uh, a good question rises: Who would pay for it? And that's where the idea of taxing Amazon comes. We tax Amazon, and from the from that tax, we pay everyone a thousand dollar every every person in the yeah. U.S. But something that I can't understand is every company pays taxes. No, right? Amazon paid zero last year. And how is that possible? Exactly. So maybe yeah. maybe in the in the Dutch system would be different. But uh, so there is this. Uh, if you read the book, uh, the rich dad poor dad. Yeah, yeah, that's I read it. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Uh, so like, there is this one line that always. Uh, yeah, that was always yeah stuck in stuck in my mind. Yeah, uh, the the secret of the rich getting richer. Yeah, and it was yeah. real little when you, when I read it. Right, yeah. I was like fourteen or something, so not really little. <laughs> not yeah. little. relatively, <laughs> relatively yeah. speaking. Um, so A young boy, A yeah. young boy. Um, <laughs> so um, this line was the secret of rich getting richer is assets and uh, enterprise, and uh, overseas assets. So when you invest in 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 different assets. You don't pay much taxes. Exactly. I do invest, right? Yeah. The only tax I pay from of my investments are the dividends tax. Yeah. Whereas if I were to save my money, I know like after a certain uh, amount, I would need to pay extra tax even on my bank savings. Yes, exactly. And that and that's per country that's regulated, but yeah. um, that's the same. Yeah. So this is this is in this is an individual um, example. You can also yeah. imply it to uh, uh, different uh, companies, especially yeah. American companies, yeah. where the regulation is much looser because of the Republican Party, in my in my opinion. And so, yeah, uh, the Warren Buffett has this uh, funny line that uh, my secretary pays more in taxes uh, than I do because I do I pay zero taxes every year. Um. Okay. Okay. And that's by the way the 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 paycheck tax because yeah. he, he doesn't get paid. Yeah, <laughs> and his, his secretary does. But yeah, so this is yeah, this is your answer. I hope it was uh, it was helpful. Yeah, it was it was helpful. Um, I'm I'm still a bit confused of how how Amazon cannot pay taxes. But okay, um, that is it then. Um, what 
for for me here, what what are your thoughts now after you have read this chapter? Because in the beginning you already mentioned that uh, everything that you read is not you already had the basic knowledge yeah. of work. Uh, are there some things changed? Yeah, absolutely. So there were certain uh, patterns that I uh, recognized after having read the chapter, and also some of the some of the more interesting aspects that I've learned. Uh, from and um, one of the more interesting ones is um, so Andrew Yang talks about the universal basic income right and then the chapter wonders or the author wonders what is universal and what is basic how do we define these two terms so first on universal uh, in Andrew Yang's case when he says universal basic income he means every single U.S. citizen will get 1,000 uh, US dollars per month as a result of taxing Amazon and other tech giants. Every citizen. Every single citizen, even the even richest, even the richest person, even Amazon's uh, CEO Jeff Bezos will get uh, 1,000. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. And he, he was asking. So that's why? universal, right? That's, yeah. So that's the universal part. He, okay. he, that was the universal part for him. Yeah. And uh, he was asked why, and he would say, so uh, they would be thankful for being uh, being American. That was that was, that was kind of a joke, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not sure about that. Proud um, Americans. Yeah. yeah, proud Americans. The patriotism. Um, so that's the that's the first part, universal. And then the author argues these companies aren't local uh, or national companies. These are global, uh, international companies, conglomerates. And so when you tax them, how much of that tax should go, uh, when you tax Apple, for instance, how much of that tax should go to their U.S., um, to the U.S. citizen, and how much of it should go to their overseas uh, workers in, um, in China who are manufacturing all the, uh, all the iPhones, right? Yeah, yeah. Because as a result of that tax, they could cut lots of, uh, lots of their jobs, uh, because essentially what it comes down to is Apple, for instance, will use AI to cut jobs uh, that would cost them lots of money, right? Yeah. So Apple would, cut, would use AI to produce, uh, for instance, uh, iPhones. This is all sci-fi, right? Mm-hmm. This is not reality. And so lots of uh, Chinese workers would go out of job. And so how much of taxing Apple, what percent should go to those the uh, Chinese workers who went out of job. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the universal yeah. question, right? Yeah. What is yeah. universal? How do you define universal? Yeah. And why the heck would you give the wealthy 1% also that $1,000? That, yeah. that makes no sense to me. But okay, so that's, that's the universal question, yeah. right? And then we have the basic question. What is basic? Is it just so uh, an amount just for them to... Uh, be able to um, make ends meet, so just survive on daily basis, or is it an, an amount to also for them to also explore creative venues and uh, do something uh, you know different or uh, get a travel? And how do you define what is um, what is basic when you yeah. don't want to address um, the question, the the main question of like. What is good 
average living, right? What is the the average living standard? Of yeah. yeah, yeah. Is it like one travel per year? If so, then you need to pay more for that travel as well, right? When you want to pay uh, uh, universal basic income. Yeah. And it will also, of course, diverse per state, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So if you live in New York or you're living in uh, just, uh, Atlanta or Miami, there will be a difference. So I agree. Okay, it's, but it's interesting. So many nuances. Yeah. It's like yeah. Uh, the, at the class I said, it's complicated. Yeah, you know? it's complicated. <laughs> it's complicated. Um, so, and, and, and this is the... And, so we have also the, the, the book, this is the last part of the, the chapter, right? Yeah. That mentions there are two ideologies, the communistic ideology and the uh, capitalistic ideology. Yeah. The capitalistic ideology, when it comes to uh, universal uh, basic stuff, it gives universal basic income because uh, the capitalistic ideology thinks that people, individuals, would know best how to use that uh, that income, whereas the communistic ideology would give universal basic service, and the the state then essentially would provide uh, the most basic service or services set of services um, that it thinks the, their citizens would need the most. So, for instance, healthcare, uh, education, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Which one would you prefer? Um, I'm a capitalist. I would go with uh, with income. Same. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so it was interesting because like lots of Democrats talk about um, uh, free healthcare or universal he healthcare, and I just I just made that connection, right? So this is this is the universal basic system, and I'm not t t telling oh that's that's terrible. That's the communistic idea ideology. No, it's it's just an ideology. But it's 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 interesting to see uh, where the roots of that ideology uh, lies. Yeah, exactly. All right. Exactly. Okay, thank you for sharing that. Um, but one question regarding to um, the taxing, uh, because it, it, it doesn't it depend on where the um, where, for example, the, the 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 business the organization is based. Absolutely. So the, I heard Apple is based in Ireland or yeah. something. Or no, that's so. that's the European. That's their European. Oh, division. that's the European. Uh, yeah, their okay. European division is indeed based in uh, based in Ireland. Yeah. But uh, the headquarters is based in uh, based in uh, in the U.S. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, it's an American company. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it's a, but uh, but it's very hard to uh, draw the line, right? Yeah. Because exactly. They're all uh, international uh, conglomerates. There was also something with offshore. I don't know. I, I don't know what tax evasion yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is exactly, but it, I think it's really hard uh for the u.s government to regulate that properly i agree um but i hope they will succeed obviously okay is there a favorite quote that you would like to share with us uh from regarding the chapter work not really not really okay then it's time for a break all right, perfect. <laughs>